Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hello, listeners, and welcome to a very special Patreon-only edition of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. And I'm Anthony. Woohoo! Yeah, you did you, it. You've got to do. <laughs> you've got to do it. You go last. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, as we do with all of our Patreon episodes, we want to thank you, lovely listeners for your support and encouragement, both financial and through all of the social media, your feedback and everything. It means a lot to us and keeps us going. So thank you, each and every one of you. I can't believe we're already at our last Patreon episode of the year. Crazy, right? It's insane. It is, especially since this week we've been talking about since July. We're finally doing it. <laughs> this week, for those of you listening, we are just talking Christmas commercials. The ones from childhood, new ones, some from the States, some across the pond. It's kind of all over the place. So guys, I have to say, looking at our list of commercials, just really broadly, we have a good range of commercials between the three of us. I was actually really surprised. We yeah, do, I was too. So to kick us off, let's start in the lowest depths of potty humor that I know of for Christmas. Uh, this did not make any of our lists, but we do. I do feel it deserves an early honorable mention. Outrush Outdoors on Reddit suggested the Even Santa Poops Poopery commercial. Did you guys all watch that? Sadly. <laughs> the, uh... Hashtag not my Santa. <laughs> Never have we used that more appropriately, Julia. <laughs> I don't understand how one of the girls was British and the other two weren't. <laughs> one of Who the girls wants... was British and the other two weren't. I didn't catch that at the time, but you're right. That's funny. <laughs> Who wants to was just it overshadowed by the poop humor? Yeah. Who wants to walk through the commercial for our listeners who haven't seen them? So Santa is experiencing some digestive distress. <laughs> we hear some gurgling going on, a rumble from down under, and he rushes into the bathroom and there's some noises that are less than dignified, <laughs> um, which is where I have, to, I have to bring up my, my first point of contention with this. If Santa can magically fly around the entire world and bring, bring toys to every kid, how can he not hold himself? <laughs> well, see, I was, I was going to bring up this. It's the first time we've been faced with the reality that Santa flies 24 hours, right? From by, if he starts in Australia, by the time he gets to whatever his last stop is, he's 24 hours in that sleigh eating all those milk and cookies and everything. Like, makes sense. He'd have to use somebody's bathroom along the way at least once. Does it if he's eating that many cookies and milk along the way anyway, and there's not some sort of magic dispensation happening? We've got some... We're going to have a seriously... <laughs> 
engorge Santa. So are we saying that Santa and his elves don't need to go through normal bodily functions? Somehow they're traversing a time-space continuum to get around the world anyway. And yet somehow Santa got Mrs. Claus pregnant in the Santa Claus 3. Um, I think we've all agreed that one's not truly part of canon. (laughs) (laughs) We're off to a great start tonight, guys. (laughs) Um, this one has some interesting one-liners so I do take offense to the depiction of St. Nicholas using Jesus' name in vain that's where it comes down for me and the the vulgarity from children (laughs) oh it's an interesting take on Santa that's for sure that begs the question do we prefer the Santa Slay Santa or this Santa Santa Slay Santa I think 100% agreed He, he, he slaughtered somebody he, he slew somebody, I should say. He slew somebody with a turkey leg. That's always going to win, right? <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about some iconic, some less no, lesser-known um, commercials, but they're all ones that matter to us. And Anthony has suggested, and, and I second, we do this round robin where we each uh, talk, about an ep- talk about one. Um, not too many duplicates, which I'm really surprised about here. Were there any duplicates? I don't think there were. Uh, there were almost duplicates. I had down um, to mention um, one that Julia picked and two that Anthony picked. Yeah, and I, um, you had, each of you kind of had one. I was like, okay, well, I was going to cover it, but that's fine because I've got something else. Yep. So, okay. Apparently, Anthony was the only one that didn't have any duplicates. That's what happened. Well, I, got, I, I went first. Oh, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. why I, w- I went in early because I was like, I don't want duplicates. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Julia, do you want to kick us off? And these are not in any order. We're just discussing them, right? Right. Right, right, right. right. I would not torture myself to put these in a favorite order. I had a hard time. I did, and I had a hard time with it, guys. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my first one um, is from the company Allegro. I'm not entirely sure if it's a Latin American company. I think I should have looked at that, but I'm pretty sure the language they speak is something Spanish. Um, anyway, this one, I don't know what the actual name of it is because it's in a different language, um, but I'm calling it full, full circle Santa. Did y'all get a chance to watch this one before we started mm-hmm. recording? Okay. Mm-hmm. So the gist of this one is you start the beginning of the commercial as a small person's perspective. You realize pretty quick as a kid and Santa comes in the room. It's all from the point of view of the child. Um, And so he's kind of terrified a little bit of Santa and he's hanging out back behind the table where everybody's enjoying the Christmas, you know, meal. Um, And then you, you snap forward a few years and you see the kid walk in and he sees his dad patting a Santa suit with the pillow and his mom is helping. And then you fast forward a few more years and his parents are older and are giving him a present but you can tell they've aged and then um, fast forward to him and the girl that he's in love with exchanging gifts a few years later in the future, she's pregnant and he takes a bow and puts it on her pregnant tummy. And then towards the very end of it, you see still on the point of view of the kid that's now a man with a present in his hand dressed up like Santa handing it to his son. And I cried because, let's face it, it doesn't take a lot to make me cry, but um, I really loved this one. I like how quick it was, and I loved that the perspective stayed the same, but it grew with the kid, mm-hmm. and I liked the full circle Santa. 
That's the first time I saw that one, and I loved it. That was a really good choice, Julia. It was. I I liked it a whole lot. I think I stumbled on it. I don't think I would like to see it on TV. Why? Oh, really? Well, if your little ones are watching it with you, and you've chosen that you want to live out that mythology in your home, it's kind of it's a little invasive, which is what I. I mean, of course, me being the cynic I am, that's where I went with it, but. It is so, as, as a, Julie, I'm sure you're in the same boat, as the parent now helping to, to I don't want to say create, but um, enhance the magic of Christmas, quote unquote, um, mm-hmm. you, you totally get all the feels from what that guy's doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I totally see what you're saying, though. I mean, if I had kids watching it with me that were of a certain age, Yeah. Which some of our favorite movies we've discussed on the podcast are kind of like that also. Yep. And that always makes me squinch. That, that's, why, that's why I didn't even think he didn't even register with me. Because yeah. I feel we've dealt with that with a lot of movies that are popular with children. Yeah. Yeah. We I have, thought it was because you like. It still makes me, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want a commercial to bring down the, <laughs> bring down the house. Nope. And you have your child grow up for the rest of his or her life hating Allegra the way I hate. Family feud. Uh, family feud. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, yep. Oh. So, I'm a little sensitive. <laughs> 33 or four years later, and I'm still sensitive about this. It's okay. Every time I see the Easter bunny in the mall, I get like that. Time does not heal. Oh. <laughs> just so everybody knows, time does not heal all wo- wounds. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, quick side note, we are going to post links to all of these commercials for our listeners, right? Yeah, they'll be in the yes. show notes when I upload the episode. Super awesome. Thank you. That's probably a dumb question, but I appreciate no, it. No, I think it's real. No, it is a good question. It's something I thought about mm-hmm. earlier that we need to make sure we do because I had never heard of these Allegro commercials. Yeah. No, me yeah. either. I would wondered the, the, when I clicked it, I was like, is this a typo? Something I hadn't heard of. Uh, but I do have to say the Allegro uh, company doing their commercials, they're really getting the short end of the stick compared to like John Lewis and yeah. uh, Sainsbury, the the British commercial makers, because these guys are creating content that is right on par with those. Mm-hmm. And well, I really, I just, as much as I love our American commercials, they just do not hit the same high notes that, really don't. <laughs> that we're getting elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I stepped back and looked at my list after looking at y'all's and I'm like, Dang, <laughs> I've got two from America and the rest are not. So, uh, me too, no. Julia. I have, I have two <laughs> as well, but they don't hit that sentimental note. No, that's definitely where we lack. What does Ale- what's, what company? What does Allegro do? Did you say? I'm sorry. I don't even know. It makes okay. us cry. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it makes us cry. Crying is a service. How from the commercial at all? <laughs> That's the old... <laughs> no, but that's not abnormal that's the either. Oh, no, absolutely not. A um, lot of the commercials, I feel you would be hard-pressed, especially the foreign ones. Totally. Yeah, yeah. They exist for a purpose. In their markets, they don't need to tell people what they do. Right. Right. Like our, I mean, I, we're going to hit one of them at least. The uh, uh, There's a McDonald's commercial. Nobody in America, well, probably globally now, needs to be needs somebody to explain to them who McDonald's is for a commercial to be effective. Right. It's a Polish e-commerce site, Allegro. Huh. Hmm. I, I was know. like, 
It's probably Spanish. Nope. <laughs> Not even close. It's Polish. <laughs> well, I mean, I know why, like, I see, I'm always curious how TV works in other countries. Like, England, you only get, like, one commercial break per episode, right? And it's only, like, five minutes, which is why they really? go for, like, three to five minute long commercials. Yeah, because you have to pay for a TV license, which takes place for the, uh, you know, they substitute that for commercials. Really? Huh. But I was like, the, but the TV license is like one a yearly fee, and it's not outrageous or anything, so it's worth it. But I mean, I assume that's why their Christmas commercials are so such a big deal because they only get one commercial break, and it's usually three to five minute long, so they can stretch it out that entire time. That sounds so much better than how we do it now. Well, I, I remember like just living over there. They always, they always not get confused but it's like you advertise this as an hour-long show and then it's only 40 minutes when you're watching it on the dvd and i'm like yeah because yeah. of all our commercials <laughs> yeah yeah tell you what and on the flip side commercials great again for the most part though <laughs> i don't want to be negative here but there's a quality difference between a lot of u.s programming and british programming absolutely like special effects scenes everything it's just special effects are we talking about tv shows yeah yeah if you're saying america's special effects are better that's what i'm that's exactly what i'm saying the, the, oh the, okay i thought you were going for like the no. british one. i was like Whoa, oh god no no they're set their scenery is not as good the costume the, the like costume choices and we're getting all of that because of our commercials right yeah, absolutely. Okay, I thought I was about to say I have to push back hard on that. No, I'm like Anthony's being awfully quiet here. I would think he would agree with me. I mean, just <laughs> let's. I mean, if we compare, and and I don't want to get into this whole battle, but if we compare, you know, the UK office versus the US office, just in which one the 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 cinematography and everything was just so much better in the US mm. visually. Mm, absolutely, and I feel like I mean that's for a lot of countries, right? The US kind of goes above and beyond production-wise compared to a lot of foreign markets. But. Right. Cool. Anthony, What you want to introduce us to one? Sure. Well, it's technically actually two. Ooh. Technically actually two. Because they're... So I'm just going to do mine in uh, order of release, actually. So I'm going to start with the oldest first, which was a 1996 M&M's commercial, which they still show annually. Mm-hmm. Sign so uh just to be frank, I'm a sucker for those red and yellow M and M's. Those two guys on TV. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they always make me smile. Um But it's the red and the red M M&M and the yellow peanut M M&M M walking through a house on Christmas Eve. Beautifully decorated house, uh mm. carrying a bowl of red and green Christmas M M's. And the yellow one's like, Do you think Santa's gonna like these? And the red M&M's like, I don't know. I never met the guy. And then they run into Santa, leaving a gift under the tree. And <laughs> the red M&M's like, he does exist. And Santa's like, they do exist. And they both faint. And that was it. It's just a humorous Christmas commercial. But last year, 11 uh, it's years dark. Later, it is not humorous. It is dark. Yeah, they're serving up. They're, they're making an offering of their own kind. <laughs> <laughs> They're clearly worshipping those pagan gods as Sam and Dean Winchester. Uh, <laughs> I mean. But I mean, so, so I have to give it to that commercial, though, for its longevity. 
And considering that's a 1996 commercial, it still looks really good on TV nowadays. Like, yeah, looks better than some. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure. But um, yeah. So you know, it's humorous. There's not really much heart to it or whatever. But last year, 11 years later, no, is it 11? Or yeah, it was 96 or 21 years later. 86. So, 21. Yeah. Or ni- yeah. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Am I doing the math right? Math is hard. All right. It's the podcast <laughs> math again. <laughs> it's 21 years later. 21 years later, they decide to make an immediate sequel commercial to that original commercial. And it takes place after they fainted and the yellow M&M realizes somebody has to deliver the gifts and save Christmas. So he hops in Santa's sleigh and starts delivering gifts, except he starts delivering them to all the wrong people. So when the red M&M and Santa wake up Christmas morning, Santa's like, what did you do? And the yellow M&M, bless him, is so disheartened. He's like, did I ruin Christmas red? But then you get the heart of the commercial. You see that even though everybody got the wrong gifts, they're going out into the streets, knocking on doors, exchanging gifts face-to-face and having this connection. Bringing people together, I think, is what the commercial said. And red said, no... I think you made it better. And I loved it. I thought it was a nice way to give the original commercial a little sweet bow at the end. So I had never seen the second one. Nope. I don't know how I missed it, but I missed it. And when it first started, I like that they do exist. It's a cute commercial, but yeah, it doesn't give me the feels. Um, So when this one started, I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those dumb sequel commercials. And do we really need more of this? And then at the end of it, I'm like, oh, that was so good. (laughs) I really (laughs) liked it. I'm so happy with the sequel. What a good sequel commercial. Right? It was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know they could add emotion to M&Ms. Right? I didn't either. When the yellow one is just so like. Eeyore-esque. Very Eeyore-esque in this. So good. I was so surprised by it. For for the record, I don't get feelings from the original. I just figure it's one that stuck with me, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. It's iconic, definitely. You know, in that vein, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the uh, Fruity Pebbles commercial from 1986. Mm -hmm. Um. I didn't remember a lot of it, but I still to this day remember the song and can sing it. So that's why I went out and looked for that one to get the whole context. You have to like prove that. it. It's like a it. oh, yeah. season's greetings in our souls, yummy fruity pebbles in our bowls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Uh, so I went and looked at it, and the premise here is uh, there's nothing heartwarming, nothing feel good at all about this. Um, well, I guess sort of, but it's really contrived. Um, Santa comes down the chimney and for whatever reason, Fred is standing there with fruity pebbles and gives them some fruity pebbles. And then Barney is trying to pull one over on Fred and comes down the chimney, um, dressed as Santa and gets upset. He's like, Oh, he's like, those are my fruity pebbles. And Fred's like, no, they're not. And Santa's like, you know, remember it is the season to share or season for sharing. And so Fred gives Barney some fruity or cocoa pebbles. I don't remember which. They were fruity. It was just the, the best. Absolutely. I love those fruity pebbles. The way they coat your tongue afterwards, where it feels like slimy for hours. 
when did so I've when never did, had fruity pebbles. It's my favorite. I've never, I've never had any of those like fruity pebbles, cocoa puffs, town chocula. Oh, cocoa puffs are so good too. I've never had any of those. I you should I've have fruity pebbles. One of those like overly sugary ones. I usually stuck with Cheerios. Um, oh, it man. is. You gotta try some fruity pebbles. I'm assuming that this commercial was before strong truth and advertising laws, but I don't. I'm not very knowledgeable <laughs> because the last line of it is part of a <laughs> nutritional, nutritious breakfast, and there yeah. is absolutely nothing nutritious about fruity pebbles. So, um, <laughs> um, so we have a donut place in town, Anthony. I don't think Hearts Donuts are in New York nope. quite. But um, one of their donuts is the Fruity Pebbles donuts. And I figure if they're taking a cereal and putting it on top of a donut, that automatically discounts any nutritional value <laughs> attributed therein. Um, yeah, Marty watched this commercial with me because I, I was familiar with it. I watched it the other day. And I'm like, do you remember this by any chance? And he's like, oh, my gosh, I do. And he heard that last line, part of a nutritional breakfast. He looked at me and he just started cracking up. Like, man, times have changed. I just can't believe they got away with that back then. It was crazy. <laughs> so for a little background information for our listeners, um, before we recorded this episode, we all put the commercials we were going to talk about in links on Google Drive. And when I was going through to watch what Julia and Tom had, we had all labeled it with the titles. And I saw Tom's uh, Flintstones, Fruity Pebbles, whatever he called Fruity Pebbles Santa. And immediately, even though I hadn't seen it in years, I knew exactly what I was about to watch. And clicking on that link, it brought me back. And I was so happy and so <laughs> grateful for Tom for taking me back to childhood like that. That happened multiple times at the few other commercials Tom has on his list, not to get ahead. We'll get to them. But What's so funny about that is, it, it, is you remember this and have such fond memories of it, but you're not, but you didn't eat the cereal. I know. <laughs> That's yeah. really funny. Bizarre. Oh, that was my favorite cereal ever. It really was. Mm-hmm. That's so good. <laughs> it is. But I will say Hertz Donuts, if you get, I, I'm not a fan at all. Um, at, of I, any of them? No, it's they just put stale old candy and fruit or and cereal. Oh, on you're not that. getting the right ones. Oh, it's the same way with voodoo, a... voodoo Donuts in Portland. Just yeah. get it. It's subpar donuts with stale stuff on top. Oh, you're not getting the right ones. So they have a Jesus donut. It hurts donuts. That is amazing. It's like caramel and maple drizzled on top and then something else. It's equally delicious. It's all tan. I assume that's why they call it a Jesus donut. I'm not sure. Um, and then they have their filled donuts. So like the apple pie and the blueberry pie and the coconut cream pie donut is like change your life good but I love coconut. They have like four different coconut kind of donuts that are life changing. So I'm not, a. am going to, we're, we're usually in sync on so many things, Julia. I'm not a caramel <laughs> fan and I don't like filled donuts except Krispy Kreme. Oh, really? Mm-mm. I don't like fruit in my donuts. Oh, I love fruit in my donuts. I know. I know. I also don't like cake donuts at all, which are big, my wife's family. That's what they, you know, that's their idea yeah. of a good donut. I don't do cake donuts. Oh, yeah. No, they're not my favorite. I like the, what are they called? Uh, raised, raised donut. What do they call them when they're not cake? Donut. You got a name. <laughs> I don't know. Just donut. <laughs> Standard donut, please, sir. <laughs> Normal human donut. <laughs> so I am not a donut fan in general. 
Do you like really? Christmas tree? Really? No? Huh. Donuts just no. He's never had Shipley's, Tom. <gasps> oh, I'm going to be in Houston in like two weeks. Oh. And I think I'm going to go. So Shipley's Donuts is Houston Donut Company. And they're glazed, come out about that thick. But when you bite into it, they go. It's all air. Oh, it's amazing. Melt in your mouth. They're so good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's the quickest, easiest. It requires, like, in, in something about them, you don't have to chew much, and there's not much digestion, so the diabetes just gets in your bloodstream that much faster. Yes, <laughs> just immediately. <laughs> okay. Back to you, Julia. That was a brief, <laughs> brief derail of our conversation. Um, okay, so my next one is my first American one I'm going to cover. It's from the Publix line of grocery stores, and um, which we don't have here in Oklahoma, interestingly enough. I've only ever been to one been to one once and it was in florida Mm -hmm. so any listeners in florida um so this one is called the surprise a story from Publix. so the basic idea is this little boy probably seven maybe is he's preparing the meal with his family so all of his family's over they're clearly getting ready for the christmas meal and christmas decorating and just the house is happy um the very beginning you see him do something to the neighbor's front door and then run off and he runs in his house and he's peeking out the door and you get the sense that he's up to some mischief um and then he he acts kind of sketchy the rest of the time. You see him kind of swipe a plate and then you see him put something aside. And at the end of the commercial, which it's, this one's definitely worth a watch to get the true sentimentality of it. Um, you see that the, there's a knock on the door and the mom answers the door and it's this elderly woman from across the street and she has an invitation in her hand and she hands it to the mom and the mom opens it up and it's an invitation that her son had written for her to join them for their Christmas celebration. And that's when I started crying. It was sweet. <laughs> for the second it time. Was, it was long for an American commercial too. It was. I noticed that. It felt more yeah. like it was, I, yeah, it felt more like a, uh, I didn't read the Publix part, so I had assumed it was a British commercial until I saw Publix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think as I go through my list, you're going to notice a trend, and it looks like we all might have little mini trends in our commercials as well on what speaks to us at Christmas time, mm-hmm. which I think is neat that we all have that. Julia's trend so far, it looks like looking at her list is family. It is family and tears. just make me cry for christmas had y'all seen this one i mean i don't think we ever would have seen it because again we don't have them in oklahoma do you have them in new york we have oh you do yeah so had you ever seen it i had never seen this commercial interesting so i don't even if it were here i don't think i've actually watched a commercial in i don't know how long that's true, isn't it? That's why it was hard. I had to go back and like look at like commercials from recent years to make sure I wasn't missing anything good. This mm-hmm. is the only time of year I'll watch the commercials. <laughs> this is your Super Bowl. <laughs> this is yeah, my I'll watch Super, my Super Bowl too. Y'all, yeah, then too. But this is my favorite time of year to watch the commercials. I'll phrase yeah. it that. Yeah. The TV wants us to feel for once, <laughs> and not just be afraid of everything around us. <laughs> 
Oh, Anthony, your next one is one that I had on my list um, or was going, <clears throat> going to put on my list. I'm glad you're covering it. Me too. I realize the note I have in parentheses belongs to the one below it, though. I we figured. Yeah. <laughs> We're smart like um, that. You guys could have fooled me. I'm joking. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, dumbasses. <laughs> oh. I love our recording sessions, guys. I do too. Uh-huh. <laughs> so my next commercial is from 1998, and it's a Campbell Soup Christmas commercial, which was pretty i feel it's pretty iconic they don't show it anymore i don't think i haven't caught it in years but back in the late 90s early 2000s it was on a lot i'm shocked um, it was that old i thought it was older i mean that new i thought it was older i would have I, I would have guessed it around like 92 to 94 if i were to you know so this looks older than the m&m's one which they it still play. really does yep. so um for those who haven't seen it although i bet a lot of listeners who are listening have it's a very short commercial. It's there's a big snowstorm outside, and "Let It Snow" is play is the music overlaying the commercial. And it starts out with this snowman who, even though he's made of snow, looks like he's freezing. He has a scarf on, earmuffs. Kind of reminded me of the snowman in a Muppet Family Christmas. He wanted to come inside because it was so cold. But um. He's, he's staring at this house, which looks warm and glowy through the windows. He trudges into it, sits down at the table, and gets served Campbell's soup from a can. And, and as he eats it, he starts melting to reveal a little boy. There's a little boy out in the snow, freezing in the snowstorm. And his mom warms him up with a good old can of Campbell's soup. And that's the commercial. <laughs> I love this one so much. This one gives me all the kid feels. Yep, absolutely. Marshall, I, this is, I totally associate this one along with another one or two we'll talk about um, with Christmas as a kid. Yeah, definitely. Me too, but that was like, we were uh, when we were older. high schools. I know. <laughs> I can't explain it. I don't either. I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm in the 100%. I, I thought it was bizarre. Yeah. yeah, no, it's totally bizarre. And it, in quality-wise, you're totally on point. It looks like it came out when we were legit kids. Yeah. But he's such a happy little snowman. I love he's the look precious-looking snowman. He is. He is perfect. Like they nailed the snowman in this one. And I love that it makes Campbell's soup look delicious. I mean, and it is. I'm not knocking <laughs> Campbell. I was about to say, which is a feat in and of itself to make it look delicious. I love it. Oh, look, it Anthony reminds Mag. me of being sick as a kid, and it gives, makes – I love it. I mentioned it, though, when I was talking about it. Like, I'm impressed with how they could make a snowman look like he's freezing when he's made of snow because he yeah. looked legitimately cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked his smile was the segmented – the coal, the coal, yep. It yep. was, but it looks so good. I really love the way this snowman looks. I yeah. love this commercial. Makes me smile every time I watch it. Yep, I loved it. And you, you phrased out perfectly. It brings me back to childhood. Mm-hmm. It really does. All right. Next up, I am going to go with Marks and Spencer's Paddington and the Christmas Visitor. Did you guys watch this one? 
Oh yeah. Oh, it's so this I one I've never seen it. I loved it. I love it. So this one is uh um with with the remake of Paddington Bear with like the live action animate, you know, the 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 higher CGI real looking bear that they did. Mm-hmm. Um they're using that Paddington Bear and he catches a thief. <laughs> but he thinks the thief is Santa. <laughs> so he starts helping this like bumblingly helping this thief and he tries to help him what he thinks is delivering presents and um at the end the thief's heart is warmed and he ends up saving christmas <laughs> and the the way i found out about this can you guys all play it right now and go to one minute 12 seconds and tell me what you hear this man say the man is, he ends up delivering presents to people instead of taking them. And then he and Paddington watch kids unwrap it. But at about a minute and 12, <laughs> just listen very closely and tell me what you hear. Okay. I know what you think you hear. Hold on, hold on. But it was a big, this was a big deal. It wasn't just me. This was a huge thing a couple years ago. I mean, when you're listening to it, I get it. When you're listening, that's all I heard the first time I so I had to go research and I found out this was a huge discussion going on. Oh, it does sound like he said that. <laughs> oh, I gotta listen to that again. <laughs> it does. He's saying thank you, little bear, but it sounds like he's saying F you little bear. And then, you know, he gives the bear a hug and Paddington a hug and they and he walks away. Um <laughs> So I love Paddington Bear. I loved Paddington Bear growing up. I still do i think those movies are very cute as well but um i <laughs> it it's the most paddington bear thing to do to mistake a criminal for santa claus and help him rob houses <laughs> and inadvertently change the heart of this thief and save christmas and then get caught on film and when the when the press comes to you what at the end he asks for marmalade <laughs> yeah, yeah. From all, there are all these reporters at the door filming him and it, it just ends with uh, spend it well um, like the whole commercial is a minute and a half and they told a proper paddington bear story in 90 seconds <laughs> yeah. which i was really impressed with so since like we're talking paddington song. bear did you did you guys love the new paddington bear with colin firth and i really liked it i love both that- of them Okay, so I was going to ask, I read some random article about Paddington Bear 2, uh-huh. and that it has a perfect rating on Rotten Tomatoes, apparently, it really? and it's like legendary. It, it does. Yeah. It has a it deserves it. And that's what everybody's saying, so I haven't watched it yet, but it's in our queue. I'm excited. I mean, what's yeah, not to like? I love the, I love, <laughs> right? I love the last one, though. I mean, Colin Firth is that overly analytical, cynical dad worked out really well. AKA Colin Firth and most things. Yeah. <laughs> very Firthy. <laughs> well, I'm going to start using that adjective, Firthy. <laughs> All right, Julia, we're okay. back to you. So my next one, I ironically saw in church for the first time ever. You so. watch commercials at church? Yeah, we have one whole church service devoted to commercials, actually. Um, it's a lot of fun. But we this like to one... keep our church services devoted to Jesus. Yeah, we <laughs> were. I knew Tom. Also... <laughs> I kept my mouth shut. I was going to come in with a wise ass remark right now. 
I'm sorry. I know what you mean. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. I could not pass up the opportunity when you said, we have one whole church service to make commercials. <laughs> well, this one really is that good. <laughs> um, so this is by Kaufland. I'm assuming it's German or Swedish. I didn't look it up. Um, so this one, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're really going to like. So... Uh, the story revolves around a boy, probably about seven or eight, which now that I'm looking at my future commercials, I'm going to be talking about, I think I have a seven or eight year old boy in every single one coming up. So kids <laughs> speak to me at Christmas. Um, so this boy is a big Star Wars fan. You see that he's got, you know, all the toys and he wears the shirts. Well, he runs into a girl at the grocery store who is also wearing a Star Wars shirt and their eyes meet across the aisle and he's clearly interested. So the rest of the commercial is him trying to figure out what he can do to tell this girl that he likes her um, in a very Star Warsy way. And um, he ends up building for her in her yard, a snow R2-D2 and a snow C-3PO and they're amazing. So she sees it and she's like, oh my gosh, that's really cool. So then you see her later show up at his house and it's Christmas time. You don't know if it's Christmas Eve or whatever shows up at his house and she's dressed up like Leia and she has her dog that's dressed up like Chewbacca and it's, you can't describe again this. You've got to watch it to really experience it, but it is awesome, especially for people who resonate with the star Wars stuff, especially childhood. The it's minute they kicked in with the Star Wars theme at the end, yeah, oh, gave yeah. me all the feels. It was yeah. so cute. It's great. It really is. I Adorable. love it. And that dog <laughs> made an awesome Chewbacca, by the way. He really did. He was perfect. <laughs> and I love the little parts. He looks like a I, walking rug. I love the parts where the dad is watching his son, like, practice in the mirror how he's going to give this letter to the girl and all of this stuff and you see just like these looks on his face and it's great it's a great commercial i agree and that was my first time seeing that one me so too thanks for sharing that one. One yay so thanks julius church yeah that's right <laughs> not just bringing you jesus also bringing you quality entertainment <laughs> also bringing you the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of that, I have to tell you guys a really funny story. Um, this little boy, he's almost, he's five, and he goes to our church, and uh, his parents are good friends of ours. Um, they went to see the Nutcracker this week, and afterwards, some of the cast of the Nutcracker, they were talking with the kids, and he informed, um, I think, the, the Rat King that... Um, he takes gymnastics and already knows how to lightsaber fight, so he's an he's perfect for a role next year in the Nutcracker. He's in gymnastics and knows how to night uh, lightsaber fight. I'm like this kid. He's a really cool kid. <laughs> All right, Anthony, we're up to you. So my next commercial is from 2010. And it's a Coca-Cola holidays are coming full advert from the UK. So I had to get a Coca-Cola commercial on here somewhere because like one of our listeners on Reddit said, 
it's not Christmas without the polar bears and the penguins and the seals and all of them with mm-hmm. their little Coke bottles, which I agree. Mm-hmm. I love, I still love those commercials. I love that they're still making them. But when I was trying to find a Coca-Cola commercial that got to me, uh, it was this one, which is just, it starts off as Santa running through like a snowy parking lot or something, but then it's just a giant Coca-Cola truck, multiple Coca-Cola trucks with Santa on the side, drinking out of the bottle and lit up in Christmas lights, driving through multiple towns. And as they're driving by the towns and the trees and everything light up and uh, underscoring the whole thing is, you know, that little holidays are coming uh, song, which uh, these commercials are huge in the UK. A lot of my friends said it wasn't Christmas growing up till you heard that holidays are coming song and saw the Coca-Cola truck driving through on TV. Really? I did not know it was that big of a deal. The Coke ones never resonated with me. Did they not? I I remember this one. Um, It doesn't give me the feels as some other ones do, but I'm so surprised to find out that Coke is a big deal overseas. Yeah. It is. And this commercial, specifically, the Holidays Are Coming little song that underlays this one, it was a part of a lot of my friends' childhoods. And uh, so whenever you see the Coke advert on TV, they said that's how you knew Christmas was coming. And uh, Wow. Yeah, so this one doesn't give me, like, sentimental feels or anything, but gets me excited. The Coca-Cola commercials in general is kind of like hearing All I Want for Christmas is You on the radio for the first time. It's when you mm-hmm. see one of those, because there are so many of them, and they're played so often, mm-hmm. you get excited for the holiday. I you agree. I get the and same they are feeling. so Christmassy. I get the same feeling from the Coca-Cola commercials as I do All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> They are beautifully. Um, they are set. pretty. So yeah, I totally get the Christmas feels I mean, um, po- when I see them. There's. Have, have you guys heard of Storybots? Huh. No. It's a kids show on Netflix that's really obnoxious. But when I was scrolling through for some Christmas entertainment, we put it on, and the Storybots go to <clears throat> the North Pole. They're these little cartoon characters, and everybody around them is real. Um, they go to the North Pole. One of them goes to find Santa, who's Ed Asner, who is having a breakdown and just in a bar um, eating uh, cookies and drinking milk. And he's just very upset about the Christmas holiday. Anyway, when they get there, there's a polar bear who is fighting. Like the, the ongoing thing through this, out, the, through this episode is when they're at the North Pole, this polar bear is fighting so hard to get into a bottle of Coke. Oh, that's funny. And, and I would have picked a polar bear one. Like, the, you could have substituted for me any of the Coca-Cola commercials in, but there's so many good polar bear ones in my mind, I didn't. You couldn't narrow it down? Yeah. So I went for the non-polar bear one. I prefer the non-polar bear to the polar bears, actually. I always thought the polar bears were cute, but they didn't. I don't know. I could mm-hmm. take them or leave them. You didn't love them? No, I didn't love them. Not when you oh, have other... Like- Advertising agencies making high-quality animal-centered Christmas commercials. Right? Right. Right. I am going to jump in now to a twofer. I'm going to bring up two real quick because neither of them will take much discussion at all. Um, One was one that I remember from a kid, Ronald McDonald skating with kids. Did Uh you all remember that one before you watched it here? No, oh, I, I did. Was, 
It was like the Fruity Pebbles one. I saw the title. I was like immediately knew what I was about to click on. Um, it was just fun to watch. I mean, Ronald McDonald was, um, he was just so much fun as a child. And everybody I know who had these, the phobias, like Christine has a real phobia and dislikes clowns. But for some mm-hmm. reason, Ronald McDonald is recused from that. Everybody loves Ronald McDonald. And just seeing yeah. these kids in this horrible. I don't. You don't like him? He, all, he always scared me as a kid. Really? I, I loved all the other McDonald's cast of characters, like the Hamburglar. Uh, Hamburglar. Yeah, the big Hamburgers. purple guy, Grimace, but Grimace. Ronald McDonald, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what I did not remember about this one until I started it, though, was just how campy everything <laughs> about this commercial is. The setting is really, really hokey, and the animation is just not at all. <laughs> Uh, where it should be. I think if this had not been something from my childhood, I would not have been that into it. Yeah. What am I hearing? <laughs> That's my cuckoo clock. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I was no, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, what's what? What's more appropriate to hear in the background of a Christmas podcast <laughs> than random Christmas music? Um, <laughs> and the other one, again, not my favorite, uh, is the Honey Nut Cheerios, where the bee um, works for Scrooge. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Yeah. And I, I had almost forgotten about that one. Um, and then I read I read something about Christmas commercials and somebody said that. And I was like, oh, I have to watch that one. And I watched it and it, it gave me the feels. Mm-hmm. So again, something just gone from my childhood until I saw your outline, Tom. And then it brought me back. And I remember how much I loved that one growing up. <laughs> it's weird how strong this marketing stuff stays with you, isn't it? Yep. Powerful. Not so a fan I'm of Honey Nut Cheerios, though, I'll say. You don't huh? like Honey Nut? Oh, you like the regular? I like the regular. Just the plain ones? I always wished I liked the Honey Nut because I liked the bee, but nope. Oh, man. The honey Nuts are way better. <laughs> Cheerios were my cheer- a bag of Cheerios that was my snack I took to school as a kid. I loved plain Cheerios dry by themselves. My- really? Mm-hmm. My favorite snack as from childhood is still my favorite snack now. Goldfish. Goldfish crackers. Goldfish. Speaking I, of I Coke, that's that the best the combination ever. Goldfish and Coca-Cola. Um, that was my study food in college. Yeah. My grandfather because introduced me to something. What? Putting peanuts in Coca-Cola. In your Dr. Pepper? Oh. Coca-Cola, yeah. Coca-Cola. Yeah, I had a friend who did that. And it kind of grossed me out a little bit, but it's the same idea. It's the it salty and the sweet. with the yeah sweet well, and of the Coke. Well, yeah. since we were talking about M and M's earlier, I always like grabbing a handful of goldfish, a handful of M and M's, and just shoving it in your mouth at the same time. And it's the best flavor combination. It really is. That is barbaric. So, no, you should. <laughs> you, should you need to try it because you, try you will. It. Like once you said this, I just see Anthony as Robert Baratheon at a feast, just with all these, but instead of meat and tearing into it, I'm just having goldfish and m and No, like gold, goldfish is my vice, and they all make fun of me for how I eat that. I'll just grab like a handful and go like, ah. Oh. <laughs> it's my vice. It, I, am, I love goldfish so much. When you posted that picture the other day, Julia, that's the first thing my eyes saw in the background was your little box of goldfish, container of goldfish, oh, our on the bin. back end of the table before anything else. <laughs> oh my God. 
think I would have known that before I sent your Christmas present. <laughs> I would have been Luck- there. Luckily, Christmas comes every year. Just <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So speaking of delicious food, okay. And also older commercials from our childhood. So my next one is my last American commercial. Um, and it's an oldie, but a goodie. So it's the Folgers commercial from the eighties. Peter comes home for Christmas. Um, probably the most famous Folgers commercial of all time. I would venture a guess, but, uh, you've got, you've got Peter who has been away at school. You assume he's coming home for Christmas and he's surprising the whole family. Peace Corps. Peace Corps. Oh, he's in the Peace Corps. That's right. I found that backstory. Okay. So not college. So Peter's coming home from the Peace Corps and um, he, he gets into the house and is there to surprise everybody, but his little sister hears him and she runs in and she throws her arms around him. Peter, you're home. So in the process of them reuniting as brother and sister, they start to brew the coffee, which wakes everybody else in the house up. And so mom and dad come down and they freak out because Peter's home and um, they all drink coffee together. And I kid you not, when I was a kid, I remember this commercial vividly my entire childhood. I remember thinking Folger's coffee looked like the most delicious (laughs) thing ever created. And I always wanted some. And it was funny because my parents drank Folger's coffee also. Um, and I did quite like coffee when I was a kid. I'd finish their cold coffee that they left on the table. I'd just grab a cup and drink it. <laughs> All of them. So I did like Folger's as a kid. Now I prefer a little bit higher quality coffee. Um, but I, every time I watch this commercial, I really want some Folger's because it looks so good. They do make it look really good. Paid this too. commercial gives me all the feels, and I remember this one mm. from growing up too. Yeah, I was pretty. Well, just that mm, warm family feeling. I love it. I was pretty close to my uncle growing up, but he was in the service and uh, was not home every year for Christmas. But um, I had always had this hope that he would come home. You know, he's he's still at, like when he's in the military. He still when he was home, he lived at my grandparents' house where I where I lived, and uh, I always had this hope that he would come home and I'd be the one to find them and you know just like Peter just like Peter just like <laughs> Peter in this one not in the incestuous next one have you guys seen the sequel there's a what sequel, sequel? To it. there's a sequel to it they did it in like uh 2009 there's a if you look there at the comments I'll post the link they did a sequel and it really seems like he and his sister have a little something something going on oh lord about to ruin this commercial for me tom no 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 the the original one is amazing and i still love it but the their remit their their (laughs) new one i can pause recording or you guys can watch it later it's just it's creepy guys send me a link i want to watch it it's on slack 2009 wow they really jumped yeah they pulled a mcdonald's or an m&ms all right so anthony and julie are watching this right now this is creepy (laughs) that is so weird Oh, that's just wrong. How did that get past all of the editing and all of the people that didn't speak up and say, guys, I think it's going wrong. All I could picture was that episode of Friends where Rachel was dating that guy who was really too close with his sister. (laughs) 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 The mountain man. The mountain man. Oh my gosh, yeah. Tickle fight, tickle fight. 
Okay. For the record, I know a sibling couple like that in real life, and they, I can't. It freaks me out, man. It freaks me out. Dude, it's just, they just love each other. That's all. Like, like even the way, like, they'll sit on a couch together. I'm like, oh, my God. I won't even sit with Sarah like that in public. Oh. (laughs) 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 Just hearing it worded like that. I'm so (laughs) grateful right now. Dude, you have no idea. And, and, you know, Italians and Europeans in general are very, like, affectionate. But, well, not like that. But it's still too much. Out. Okay. (laughs) I feel like that's a good time for Anthony to introduce us to the next commercial. Sure. Um, Preferably one of less incestual. Less incestual sexual tension. (laughs) So my next commercial is from 2015. Team, and it's the Sansbury's commercial from 2015. It's Mo- called Mog's Christmas Calamity. <laughs> and it stars a really overweight but adorable tabby cat. <laughs> that reminds me of my ear, Shelly. But, um, oh. <laughs> so the commercial, the com- I love this commercial. This commercial starts out like. <laughs> It's snowing on Christmas Eve, and the whole family is asleep, dreaming of different things. The kids are dreaming what they want for Christmas. So is the dad. The mom's dreaming of something else she wants for Christmas. <laughs> um, but uh, the cat sleeping downstairs in the kitchen is having nightmares of uh, birds attacking it. I think. <laughs> but because she's so fat, she can't get away. I love. Yeah, and she because she's sleeping restlessly. I think it's her tail that turns the oven on, and basically (laughs) she starts this whole fire in this house, and she utterly destroys this house. (laughs) She uh, starts a fire, pulls down every, pulls down all the, breaks all the china, destroys the kitchen, turns on the burner on the stove after. Turkey on the oven. Why was the turkey in the oven already though? Like who leaves the turkey in an oven all night? I've heard of people doing that, in fairness. It's not safe. No, it's definitely not safe. But this this cat though. I love as much of a wreck as she was, she accidentally ended up dialing nine 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 as she left as she stepped over the phone, which is a British version of nine one one. So she call she calls the emergency services at least as she darts out pulling the christmas lights at the cat door and uh the firemen to her house and you know the house is utterly destroyed the turkey's burnt to a crisp the family has nothing the 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 firemen or whatever actually pull the 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 burnt turkey out like it's body When you see the wreck, the damage this cat did to this house, though, you gotta wonder how the family slept through everything and got out alive because this house was like burnt. But uh, but then magically better. But then magically better. But we have our Linus moment. The family lost everything. It's Christmas Day. The cat is depressed, even though a neighbor calls her a hero because she led the fireman to the house. But then all the neighbors come together with food and gifts and a tree and everything to let this family who lost everything take part in Christmas with them, share their Christmas. And um, 
it ends with them putting a bowl of food down on the floor for Mog, who's happy. And this commercial gives me all the feelings. It has the cute animal. It's snowy. It looks Christmassy. And it has that Linus moment at the end where the neighborhood rallies together to give this family its Christmas and help this family through difficulty. And I love it. Love the cat's mm-hmm. face. The cat is so, like, they anthropomorphize the cat. And it's so, yeah, it's, it's oh. great. Like, if they made a stuffed, a plush of this cat, I would buy it. This cat's adorable. <laughs> this cat is adorable. It needs to be a Funko Pop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a good one. I love it. It's, again, that those British uh, advertisements, man. They know how to get you. They do. I'm going to go ahead and do a John Lewis one this time. The uh, This was when I – this was the – I think – no, it was the, the first year I actually – sat around and waited for the John Lewis commercial was mm-hmm. uh, Moz the Monster. And it also has, just so happens that one of the biggest uh, SEO tools for, for uh, marketers, which is what I was doing heavily at the time, is called Moz. Uh, huh. and I, I used it and they, so they did some little triage to try to save their brand in light of this. Anyway, um, this was a multi-platform uh, marketing campaign that, that John Lewis did. It was in-store. There were, uh, there was you know, the, the ad, they had stuff in their app, everything was great. But this kid has this loud monster under his bed that won't let him sleep. The monster is adorable. It's like the friendly version of where the wild things are. It's exactly what it reminded me of. And so this kid is not sleeping. He's up playing, riding the monsters back at night. And the monster feels bad because he's keeping the kid up. And then the kid gets a toy that ends up uh, going out of the bed. The monster... For whatever reason, the monster decides that now this kid has this toy and he can leave, and the kid gets some sleep. Um, it was sweet. I was really sad to see the monster go. I was too. Me it was, too. It was a really cool turn on the monster under the bed because he right. was scared of it initially, but then they became friends. So instead of staying up late and losing sleep because he was terrified, it's because he was playing. So the nightlight at the end is what allowed the monster to go away. And he left out of Goodwill so that the kid could sleep again, even though yep. he was sad about it. Oh, so guys, good. That, that, that little wave the monster did under the bed. Oh. Yeah. You guys remember that monster from the 80s? I, I, I wanted to say it was called the monster under the bed, but I don't think it was. But he was blue. He had horns. He had like little shackles around his. That yeah, uh... was Howie Mandel. No, I know. But what was the book called? Well, the movie was Little Monster. No, that's Little not Monsters, it. Right? Not that's that not one. It. No, it was a book. They did a cartoon version. And they turned him into a toy. I don't know. Oh, monster. Yeah, I don't know. 80s. Oh, there it is. Uh, My Pet Monster. No? Nothing? I'm going to send that's you an image. In, I'm going to send you an image. In, oh, I wanted one of those things. Oh, you Googled it? Yes. Yeah. I wanted one of those. I just sent it in Slack, Tom. Okay. I remember that being a hot toy some Christmas, I'm sure. I didn't know it was a whole cartoon, though. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. I didn't know it was a cartoon either, but I do remember that toy. Yeah, I love that thing. <laughs> oh, they had a whole different varieties, too, didn't they? You yep. remember Popples? I loved Popples. Um, but the toy, I never watched the show. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, but they rolled up in a ball and their little head stuck out. I oh, yeah. Those. Yep. Yeah, I remember those. I didn't know they had a new show version. That's terrifying. 
So <laughs> while we're talking John Lewis, did you guys watch the Twitter ad I posted? I had the wrong link at first, but it was the John it was Twitter's twenty eighteen commercial. Uh uh. Nope. Yeah, Twitter did a John Lewis one where it's an a guy sitting at a computer. And his Twitter handle is John Lewis. So all these people tweeted him. He doesn't realize John Lewis is a, is a major store. So he's just like <laughs> and answering all of these people. Like, someone says, <laughs> it, it, I always wait till I hear from John Lewis for it to feel like Christmas. And he's like, but don't, and he's like, he's like, well, that's great. But don't tell my kids it's not Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like some home business or something. And somebody's asking if, if they have something in a certain size. And he's like, we've got one left. <laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> it's down there on honorable mentions at the very bottom. I recommend checking it out. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. All right, Julia. I love the Moz one, though. My kids loved the Moz one, too. Oh, they did? Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they loved all of them, but like my seven year old really loved this one. I did too. Sentimentality's lost on him a little bit. So, okay. But it was a cool monster friend. So- it was awesome. Yeah. It was a really cool monster friend. So I'm going to follow that up with another John Lewis. Um, so this one is Monty the Penguin. So it stars a seven or eight-year-old boy. And <laughs> he has this penguin as a pet. And so you see just basically life with this penguin. They watch TV together. They go to the park together. And they do everything together. And he loves this penguin. And the penguin is adorable, by the way. Super cute. Um, and he notices one night they're watching. It's wonderful. Is it is a wonderful? Is it, it it's a wonderful life? Okay, yeah. they're watching. It's a wonderful life, and the penguin is like really interested in the love story. And the kid notices, and he's like, "That's different." Um, they're sledding out in the snow, and he the penguin sees a couple walking along, holding hands, and they kiss. And the penguin looks at him, kind of longing. And so this kid realizes he's lonely. Right. Um, so it's Christmas morning and the little boy wakes up and he's super excited and the penguins asleep on his bed and he kind of like shoves the penguin to wake him up, which I thought was kind of funny because the penguin's like, what's up? <laughs> and so he walks him downstairs and he puts his hands over his eyes and he walks him up to the tree and then the kid pulls his hands off and the penguin looks and there's a girl penguin in a box just for him. And he walks up and he's super excited and they start to, you know, you could tell the little penguins are in love. And then the mom and dad come down for Christmas morning. And then you see all of a sudden that it's the boy's stuffed penguin that's really dirty and well-loved. And then a brand new penguin. And he's got the two penguins next to each other, like talking and <laughs> loved it. I, did too. I loved it too. I loved it. It was so, oh, it was so overly <laughs> sentimental for me at that point. I'm like, Oh, and I think we, I think we've all been there, right? Where we had that one toy that was older and you dragged everywhere, was ratty, but it's still your favorite thing. You loved it. And whenever someone would even suggest trying to replace it with a newer one, you'd get very attached. So that's, oh yeah, that like they got on this new one and (laughs) he had to play with his old one. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved it too. Well done, John Lewis. So Never speaking of John Lewis, I'm going to cover John Lewis <laughs> <one> now. Um, <laughs> and this is from 2016. It was called Buster the Boxer. And uh, 
This commercial starts off. This was off. on my list too, so I'm glad you're covering yep. it. Me too. <laughs> Me too. This commercial starts off with this boxer watching this little girl <laughs> jumping on her bed before bedtime, and her <laughs> her mother comes in, tells her to go to sleep, basically tucks her in. And then we see outside the father, it's snowing. He's trying to put this trampoline together for his daughter to wake up to <laughs> on Christmas morning, like a lot of parents do, right? You're putting together the toys at night. Sit Absolutely. And um, father ends up going, <laughs> going into bed. And all of a sudden, all these woodland animals, you got foxes, squirrels, porcupines, badgers, they start coming out of the, <laughs> coming out of the bushes and just start jumping on the trampoline and having the best time of their lives. <laughs> And this poor boxer inside, he looks so jealous and wistful when he's locked in the house. He can't, he can't get out. He can't go and have fun. So Christmas morning, the little girls wake up. She's excited. She runs downstairs, sees the trampoline to the glass doors, opens it. Before she can step outside, this boxer goes shooting shooting it out and jumps on the trampoline and the pure joy on this dog's face is hung lolling out as he's jumping on the trampoline he's having the time of his life and the way this commercial ends with the little girl just turning around to look at her parents as the dog is jumping <laughs> and the tagline gifts for everyone oh God, so funny but I love it that, so the, I love the, the parents music. the music yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the parents and the and the girl just standing there, little slack jawed, staring at the uh, <laughs> staring at the dog. Nobody really knows how to react. You see, and then like the 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 way that John Lewis did the shots on this too, uh, like mm -hmm. where you see the dog jumping from the other side of the fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they and that's they're... when the beautiful music cuts out, and you hear this. Yep. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> in the background and it's just like the glee is complete <laughs> i um, love it it's so that one, good that one was a double up on my list yeah let's see which one am i gonna do next i'm gonna do the okay i'm forgiving a lot here i'm calling this the apple frankenstein ad from 2016 had you guys seen this one before yes Yes. It's Brad Garrett is the monster from Frankenstein. Just a quick correction to Apple. The monster's name is not Frankenstein. The doctor who created him is Frankenstein. Yes. I wish, I feel like Apple should know that. Anyway, he, come, he gets all bundled up and comes down from his um, remote home away from everybody. And he comes down and he puts Christmas lights and the bulbs on his neck in the in the like the this electric socket on his neck and the, the lights light up and he starts singing and everybody's looking very skeptically at him and this little girl looks at him and motions for for him to come to her and he goes over and she screws his light bulb in one of his his green light bulb had gone out and she screws it and turns it on and starts singing with him and then the <laughs> next thing you know the whole town is singing there's no place like home for the holidays um, oh it's just this so commercial is beautiful it is oh yeah it, I love it. Yep. So, and Brad and Garrett Bra singing as as <laughs> as the monster the was monster. great. He <laughs> makes he looks like him, right? Like he'd make a perfect really Frankenstein's my Frankenstein's monster. He would. He really does. Yeah, I love this. He'd song. make a great Herman monster, which I know his name is always bandied about for like a monster's uh, 
movie or whatever. Huh. But I would, he would be perfect. He would be. And he can do the he can do the cheesy faces that Herman did. <laughs> that made that and the, show. And the cheesy laugh that he does when <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when all the dust falls. <laughs> <in his> <laughs> that was, oh, that was good. <laughs> I, I, should, I know I said this on our last podcast, but I really like monsters. Oh, I do too. <laughs> I just loved every time Herman and Grandpa got up to a scheme together. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa was pretty great too. I didn't really. I, I Eddie, loved Grandpa. Eddie didn't do much for me. He was kind of lame mm. and hokey. I loved the whole running gag with Marilyn where they felt so bad for this poor, beautiful girl because they thought she was a hideous... Nobody <laughs> was going to want her. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. <laughs> Me too. Okay. My next one is arguably my favorite one. And um, it's also from Allegro, the Polish e-commerce company we talked about a little bit earlier um it's again it's titled something in polish so i don't know what it's actually called but i'm calling it i'm your grandpa um so the whole so the whole commercial is about this grandpa uh we just know him he's an older guy basically at the beginning of the commercial he gets this package in the mail and it's how to learn english so it's a tape and some cards and a book on learning English. Um, so you see him as he goes throughout his day over this X amount of time. He puts sticky notes on everything with the English words and he's using them. Uh, he's practicing them during the day. He has his earphones on on the bus and he's practicing saying things like, um, you are beautiful and I love you. And you get the sense that he's preparing to meet somebody, um, potentially preparing to meet the woman that he loves. Um, he, I forgot, by the way, as I was watching this with my daughter, that they drop an F-bomb <laughs> in the commercial. <laughs> he's in the bathtub and he's got a rubber ducky. <laughs> and he tells the rubber ducky, when I'm going to kill you mother effer or something like that. You can tell he's been watching American movies to learn American language. Um, but he also turns around and then says, you are beautiful and I love you. And uh, so he gets on an airplane. He gets a suitcase in the mail. So he has a suitcase. He gets on an airplane. You see him um, come up to the front door of the, his destination. Uh, door opens and it's it's his son or his daughter, you can tell. Um, and he comes in and he looks around the corner and this little girl walks in. She's maybe two or three. And his eyes are like already tearing up and he squats down and he says, I'm your grandfather. I and loved it. Like, I'm done. I'm just done. As far so. as sweet, sentimental commercials, this is not just Christmas. This is one of the sweetest commercials I've ever seen. You're watching yeah. this grandpa work so hard and just, it's his whole focus. I loved it on the bus. There are just all these people around him and he's like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I love how he puts the sticky note on the dog and the dog just like flips it off with his nose. Like that's a well-trained dog because that was perfect timing. And he and has the fork and the knife mixed up. <laughs> and it's a leg grow, which is a company I had never heard of until tonight. You had two on your list. That's crazy. I did. But this yeah, one makes so sense. They did a good job as a as a as an e-commerce site 
he gets the the original package with the lessons in it, and then he gets the suitcase in, in the mail. And mm -hmm. this was good. This was really good for their brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's definitely. Fun. So my next one is from 2017. It's the Heathrow Airport Christmas commercial, and uh, this one was my favorite from that year. I and it's still one of my favorites. I love this one. It's a love story, told over two minutes. And it starts off in 1967 with this basically this teddy bear on a business trip. <laughs> and there's this uh, cute little female steward, teddy bear stewardess who uh, chases after him to return his hat after he disembarks the plane. So he buys her something from the souvenir shop in the airport and gets it for her. And basically, you see him <laughs> make the same trip again, this time to visit her. And, you know, he hails a cab for her. They kiss in the cab. And you basically see him flying in to the city from business multiple times over the years. You see them get married. And you, she's always waiting at the airport for him in the future. And then eventually she has a little teddy bear with her. Oh, my goodness. I love that baby teddy bear. <laughs> so they had kids and so on and so forth until the end He's this old bear. You can tell he's old now. And he gets off and the female bear as a grandmother is precious looking. But mm -hmm. she has all her grandkids and all their kids with them. And they all go rushing for him. And that's when it turns into real people and not just teddy bears. It's this old woman rushing toward her husband, his grandfather, many kids. And this commercial is just so sweet and so cute. And I love it. And... It was so good. I know what they were doing. I wish they would have kept the bears, though. Yeah, I could, I could. Bears were these, so well done. <laughs> these bears made an impression, though, because they did ended up the past few years doing more Heathrow bear commercials around Christmas. But mm. um, this one's still my favorite. This one, I oh, I remember seeing it for the first time because I saw it trending on Twitter, actually. And I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And Oh, I shared it right away. I loved it. This commercial gave me all the feelings. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of um, Love Actually at the end when everybody meets yep. in the airport. At the airport. Um, so I wonder if they borrowed from that a bit, you know, because that's also in Heathrow in the movie. And I think a lot of people love that. Well, that's and, sort of the whole thing about how airports bring people together at the end of yeah. Love Actually. Yeah. And as someone who lived abroad and always flew home for Christmas... That was always my favorite part, getting off the plane like a few days before Christmas okay. and, you know, seeing whoever was picking me up and running right into their arms. So oh. I loved it. I have never lived as abroad. The next one I'm going to go with, did, did you guys, I don't know if you saw the ones at the bottom because I did, I had done six, not seven. So I'm going to pull one of my honorable mentions here. Um, oh. Did you guys see the fast forward commercial? I did. No. I love <laughs> So this year's this year's John Lewis, I think this year's was it John Lewis that had the Elton John song? Yes. Yes. That just I'm sorry, it felt very speaking of love actually, it just felt very love is all around us. Like <laughs> that's so I agree. It felt it was an awful commercial, I think. And and Elton John's a great musician. Wait, wait, but, you, you think it's an all for a commercial? Oh, it's just, it, 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 in the same way that 
what's his name? Billy Mack. I was going to say, I agree with you compared to all their past years. Like it was awful. It was awful, but it's, but like, there's something about it that I liked because of, I don't think I would have that this any like for it at all. If it weren't for Billy Mack from love actually, because it just felt like a washed up, washed up musician putting together this, this really crappy earworm just to try to sell something. Right. Anyway, so in this commercial, the daughter is really excited to see the new John Lewis commercial and gets the parents in. And they're like, yeah, this is great. And they, so they start fast forwarding it. And then they keep fast forwarding it. And the, the wife's like, oh, can you go faster? And she's like, he's like, it, it's maxed out already. And <laughs> at the end, you find out they just want to go eat their stolen. <laughs> this this is a commercial that some stolen company made um where the family couldn't really the parents couldn't really care less all they wanted to do was eat this christmas stolen bread it was hilarious oh gosh it gave me (laughs) none of the feels but it did make me it did make me want some stolen (laughs) do you guys like stolen i do not i don't think i've ever had it it's a german christmas bread I don't think I've ever had it. I just saw you've got that Aldi carrot. Yeah. Commercial. Is that the one with the parsnip that's evil? No. It's the same characters, but this one, there's like a carrot who's in love with another carrot. Okay. Oh, that's sweet. Unless they end up in the Christmas dinner, and then that's sad. Until he starts realizing that everything's going to get, everything there is going to (laughs) get Okay. Back to you, Julia. Back to me. My last one on the list. Um, This one I saw for the very first time about two hours before we started recording um, as I was cleaning up and getting links for my other one. So I didn't know this existed until a little while ago and I'm in love with it. Um, So it's an M&S production. That's a British company, right? Marks and Spencers. Yep. Marks and Spencers. Okay. What do they do? What's their, what do they do? Retail, right? Retail store. Okay. They're retail. Okay. All right. Um, and this one is called Christmas with Love from Mrs. Claus. And so you open up and for one, I really like the setting of Santa's cottage. Yep. <laughs> it looks like it's more in the middle of a glacier than it does in a cozy, you know, area of wherever but um i get swedish vibes from the way the santa looks he's real kind of understated but i thought he was pretty beautiful um and mrs claus is fabulous like what i want to look like when i am that age please (laughs) um so santa's gearing up to go out and she's sending him off the well wish and um she grabs the mail as he's leaving and on top is a letter to mrs claus and he's like oh what's in the mail and she's like oh nothing really nothing big so go on get your work done and uh so as soon as he leaves she busts this letter out and it's a it's a letter from a boy uh and as she's reading the letter we're watching the boy write it and and he him and his sister have kind of a contentious relationship because they're young. He ruined his sister's sneakers. He didn't mean to. It was an accident because he's just the annoying little brother and she got really angry with him. And so he's wanting to set it right. So he reaches out to Mrs. Claus in this letter asking for Mrs. Claus to come through for him in a big way for his sister. So Mrs. Claus reads the letter. So she goes to get dressed because she's going to do something about it. So her 
Mrs. Claus outfit is this fantastic red dress in this beautiful closet. Like she's so chic. I cannot even tell you. <laughs> she gets on, um, she gets this beautifully wrapped package. She gets on like a, what's a snowmobile that's super cool <laughs> to her helicopter. She gets on her awesome posh helicopter, flies outside of the glacier, um, comes to this little boy's house, cracked me up. She gets out of the helicopter, looks at the chimney and is like, I ain't got time for that. So she walks right in the front door. <laughs> she sets the package down underneath the tree and she eats the treats. Both of them, by the way, does she not leave for Santa. <laughs> eats the treats, goes back home. Um, and she cuddles back up on the couch so Santa doesn't know that she went anywhere. Also note, she was reading a book called 50 Shades of Red. Which made me really laugh. Was she really? Yes. <laughs> but you see um, Christmas morning comes. The little boy is like super pumped to wake up, runs downstairs. And as they're divvying out packages, the little girl, his sister gets one and um, it's from Mrs. Claus. She opens it and it's these awesome sparkly red sneakers. And she freaks out. And she hugs her brother because he said he asked for them for her. And, you know, their relationship, you can tell, is, is mended. And I, this commercial is fantastic. I was so surprised by it. It was a completely fresh look on just about everything for me. Um, it's awesome. I think you need to screen cap Mrs. Claus and post her for Women Crush Wednesday because I think you are very <laughs> enamored by this woman. She, I mean, I was, I've never seen a commercial like this, right? Like I maybe have seen, I don't know, snippets of a chic Mrs. Claus, but this one was pretty boss. What, what's I, funny is I loved this commercial. This commercial was hilarious <laughs> and just all around awesome. But I feel like if we watched a full-length movie and that was the portrayal of Mrs. Claus, I don't know if she would do it for me. Just like with a <laughs> snowmobile and helicopter, I think I'd take issues then. I don't know. Yeah, if, she, don't know if, she, if, she was, if she were that posh in every other way and she exuded that much confidence, I don't think I'd be able to criticize her if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, she outdid Mrs. Claus. She outdid Goldie Hawn as Mrs. Claus. Yes, she did. <laughs> Absolutely. Which, What's funny is wow. Hannah, when Hannah saw Santa come back in and like kiss Miss Claus, Mrs. Claus and, you know, ask if she did anything. And she's like, nope, I've just been sitting here and reading my book. Um, Hannah's like, he is way older than her. And I'm like, no, she has just aged really well. <laughs> but imagine I, I do shoot. Uh, you get to remind Hannah, she went to one house one night. He goes to all houses. Every <laughs> but I, if you get that kind of response writing to Mrs. Claus, I'm changing my letters. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> I loved their cottage. Mm -hmm. Like how homey it was. Like, And I like to think that, you know, in all these movies we cover at the North Pole, we only ever really see the workshop, right? We never really see right. where the two of them live. And I like to think right. they have a nice little home attached next door. Yeah. Rather than just I think that was part of my workshop. favorite. Yeah. I love, it, it won me from the get-go. I love the, uh, the reindeer. Yeah. Well, that's my last one. What about y'all? 
So my last one is another UK one, and it's actually it's new this year, 2018, and it's actually a McDonald's commercial of all things. And this was brought to my attention by a user, one of our listeners on Facebook, I think, posted this actually a while ago. So I don't know the name, but thanks, random listener. So it basically has, <laughs> it starts off with the uh, Santa sleigh parked on the rooftop and Santa coming out of the chimney. And one of his reindeer looks at him with, you know, the typical puss in boots eyes, puppy dog eyes type things. And Santa's like, sorry, guys, nobody left snacks for you. No carrots, whatever he says. And they go building to building. And every time the reindeer look at <laughs> look at him, and Santa gets more and more apologetic, like no snacks. Which, by the way, listeners, if you're listening, leave something for the reindeer, guys. Don't be <laughs> jerks. Don't be They're the ones pulling your presents and pulling the <laughs> fat guy who's delivering them. So <laughs> give them something. I don't leave anything for anybody because I'm assuming they don't really need it with the other magic they're pulling up. <laughs> Julia, do you leave food for the reindeer? Oh, yeah. We always do. Okay. Celery or carrots. Making sure. Yeah, yeah, carrots. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, but anyway, so they keep go, f- flying and flying. This reindeer keeps getting more and more heartbroken. <laughs> I like to think he's Comet, since Comet seems to I be his so. favorite. Um, <laughs> but eventually, Santa goes down another chimney. Once again, sees there are no snacks for the reindeer. But then he sees McDonald's across the street and <laughs> and uh, goes out the front door, walks across the street to McDonald's, and uh, orders all of their reindeer food, which just turns out to be. <laughs> A bunch of healthily packed snacked carrots, which he buys a whole lot, goes back up the chimney, and feeds the reindeer. And this commercial gets bonus points, because did you notice they were using the theme from Elf, Slow Down? I did not. No. Yep. The main Oh, I need to watch it again. But, uh... The Santa was kind of a dirtbag a little bit. Yeah, he looked a little ragged, didn't he? Well, and he acted like he was cramming his face full of sweets, and then he, it's like he wasn't thinking of the reindeer first off. They were an afterthought until the end. To they're me, they're a means to an end, guys. They were beautiful. And when they're, and when they're done, they, they turn into food. The, the reindeer, <laughs> the reindeer looked awesome in this. So. They, did. they did. They were so did. aggressive. They were. And I appreciated the final moment with Santa feeding and petting Comet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said before on the main show, I'm a sucker for Santas and the misses who uh, treat the reindeer like pets more than just a means of transport. So I like mm-hmm. this commercial and I surprised McDonald's did a long minute and a half uh, Christmas commercial that had a, a little bit of feeling at the end there. So well done, McDonald's. Yeah, this one will probably never be aired in America. I because guess. no kid want that wants that reindeer wants carrots at their happy meal, even if it is called reindeer food. So, do they actually have bags of carrots in the UK that they put in Happy Meals? I guess so. It must be that's awesome. Food. I would I think, be super excited about that. I don't they do apple slices? We do apples here. Yeah, we do apples here, but. I love carrots. Me too. They could do apples and carrots. 
Ellie doesn't think she likes carrots. She complains and wants, she asks us when we make something if it has carrots in it. So like we made yeah. homemade pizza the other day. She didn't want to eat it because she was convinced there were carrots. And I'm like, oh, Ellie, nobody puts carrots in pizza. You don't have to worry. About <laughs> That's not a thing. But then when we have carrots, she'll eat carrots. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like to be surprised with carrots. Toddler, yeah, maybe that's it. Toddlers <laughs> are not logical creatures. <laughs> so that was my last one. What about you, Tom? All right, my last one is from Sainsbury, which is another mm. British one. And it is involving the Christmas truce of World War I, 1914. Where uh, the, when the U.S. and the British and the French troops stopped fighting the Germans and everybody came together and celebrated Christmas for a short time. It's the basis of the movie uh, Joyeuse Noel, which I hope will make our list next year. It was the Christmas truce. That was, that's yep. what it was called. Yep. yep. Christmas truce in 1914. Um, it's a great story of finding humanity finding humanity in Christmas in the heart of war. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. And this commercial did a great job of depicting it. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. It's like watching, you lose yourself in it. You forget it's a commercial. You do. Yeah, well, it's like they, watching they, a short they, film. They did it, it so well. You feel like you're watching a war movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It was so Which, good. Have you guys seen the work Peter Jackson's doing on the They Will Never Grow Old? Yeah. No. Yeah. He's taking footage from World War One, and cleaning it up and using the footage to be the basis of a movie. Like all oh real goodness. footage from World War One, And it's called oh, They'll wow. Never Grow Old for obvious reasons. Wow. Yeah, it looks really moving. But th- that's made me, this brought me back to that. So I know we hit on all of our favorites, but I think there are some that, some classic ones that didn't make it. One in particular that I think we at least need to make mention of. <clears throat> The Hershey Kiss Bells. The Hershey Kisses Bells. That, Yay. when I was growing up, if there was one commercial that signified it was Christmas, it was, it was that one. That was the equivalent to the uh, Cadbury, all the animals, balking commercial for Easter. Absolutely. Well, this commercial is still, I think, oftentimes one of the first Christmas commercials that makes it to air every year. At least it's always one of the first ones I catch. This one's a classic. It's just, I mean, it's so simple. But I mean, every time I see it, it makes me happy. Yep. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. It came on the other night and Jude saw it for the first time and it stopped him in his tracks and he watched the whole thing. Not that it's long, but he was engaged. And did, I never noticed the little one that rings at the end. Uh-huh. Um, does it, it glows? Did you notice that it glows? Yep. Has no, it always glowed? I, didn't I don't know if it always time. has. Oh, okay. It was the first time I'd ever noticed it. And like, it just glows brighter, the quicker he rings. And then, <laughs> I love it. Do we have a date when that first aired? It's been years, but. Let me look. Oh, wait. It's 1989. Oh, see, that feels more right. That I feel work. like yep. the soup one should have been about 1989. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, and again, again, if we're looking, if we're looking at the two, I watched them both on YouTube, and one aged much better than the other one. I mm-hmm. imagine they've had they've done some work to the. They must have. You know. Oh, I think they probably did that with the M and M's one too, a little bit. But the soup one, I find like how old it looks is part of its charm now when watching it. Oh, it totally is. I just feel like it should have been made a longer time ago. Yes, that wasn't eloquent, uh, but you know what I mean. 
I know. Does you your mean. little Santa in the background move? Please tell me he moves because he's he moving. Does. Okay, good. Well, if 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 he if I said no and you told me he was moving, I'd be out the store right now. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I don't know where that goes. He does. Okay, good deal. <laughs> I just noticed he moved, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's new. Um. Another, I wanted to give mention to the Hess truck commercials, uh, just because that jingle every time I hear it. Like I was never big on collecting those trucks. I had one or a few growing up. I was never like you know some people collect them every year, right? But uh, every time I hear that jingle again, it's like Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. You just know Christmas is here when you hear it on TV. So I'm not familiar with them. Really? You did? Yeah, I don't think so. Nope. Nope. This was, I had to go look one up. Yeah. I didn't know. I figured it was like countrywide, not just a thing up here. Interesting. Nope. I don't even know what Hess trucks are. Is it like a toy truck? It is, right? It is. Yeah, but they're like Hess stations, Hess gas stations. So they sell them. I don't know. It's definitely regional. We don't have those here. Yep. You guys didn't grow up with that? The Hess truck's back and it's better than ever. For Chris. No. No, sir. That's the catchy, Hess though. <laughs> it was no, fun. we didn't grow up with that. <laughs> but nope, none of our we gas stations. We Shipley's Donuts. That's none of our gas stations cared that much at all. No. <laughs> they were all really run down. I didn't realize until I go back to Houston how awful our gas stations were back home. <laughs> For the record, though, I see this commercial incessantly every Christmas from childhood, but I've only been to one Hess gas station. I don't, they're not, oh, really? they're not around everywhere. So I don't know where they actually are. It must be <laughs> somewhere in the region, clearly, but nowhere that like I ever That's went funny. to. Not here. <laughs> this is fun, guys. I think this is probably one of our best Patreon episodes. Um, Probably so. I don't know. That Thanksgiving Friends was pretty darn good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we are so thankful for you guys that donate money and give money monthly the way that you do and support us in that way. Um, you're allowing us to create some of this extra content. You can tell we enjoy it. Um, and you also allow us to do other things. I mean, there are fees associated and you are being gracious and we are so grateful for all that you give. You know, we've been like, you know, inconsistent with dropping Patreon episodes in the past. I feel like we've gotten better toward the end of the year, dropping at least one per month. And we're going to try to keep that up next year, like one per month. Definitely. If you have not already, um, you're more than welcome to chime in by leaving a review or sharing any of our social media pages. Um, We are everywhere. And we know that if you listen to us here, you listen to us on our regular feed as well. So no need to go over those. Um, But again, we just want to thank you so much patrons out there. Y'all are awesome. And we so appreciate it. We also have a Patreon wall. If you guys want to talk and engage and interact with one another, you can always post on our wall. Yeah, and feel free to give us some ideas there, what you'd like to see covered in the future. Because the beauty of Patreon is it doesn't just limit us to just to Christmas. Um, when you're listening to, listening to this, it'll be just about Christmas time. So Merry Christmas, everybody. 
Merry Christmas. Bye, buddy. <laughs> See you in the new year. <laughs> Holidays are coming, holidays are coming, holidays are coming. Tis the season, watch out, holidays.